Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lorena and this is The Pooch. I am taking the biggest risk of a lifetime and I'm probably going to regret this in about 10 seconds because I have a toddler sleeping in one room, a newborn sleeping in another room. Can I still call him a newborn? He's 10 weeks old. I want to call him a newborn anyway. Um, a helicopter is fucking flying overhead. There's a huge steam train going by, but we're just going to do this. The risk that I'm taking is that I never talk this loud when my, especially my toddler's asleep. Um, but you're not going to want a podcast of me whispering. And I hate mouth noises, so that's just going to be horrible. Um, so let's just do it. And if she wakes up, she can just join the party. So we're on episode 34. Today I was inspired by my recent visit to the community nurse, uh, just the usual checkup for my son, just to weigh him and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if I can't remember if I mentioned in the last episode that he's in a hip brace now. I think I did. Um, so anyway, all the usual checkups. They just want to see how he's developing and everything's good. But then obviously the questions turn to me, my my mental health and um, how you know connected I am to others in my same state like you know current state of life um not physical state and um she brought up mum groups and and asked me had I ever joined them in the you know with my daughter in my previous pregnancy and she just you know obviously gave me some information about why they're important and that you're not isolated and all that kind of stuff so there was a chat about relationships and feeling lonely and blah 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 all that kind of stuff and it kind of inspired me to talk about um mum friend flags today because I did not join a mum's group with my when I had my daughter Uh, she was four weeks old I went to one session and I was I felt really intimidated it could have been a combination of the group itself and my mental state Um, you know I guess being stressed and nervous and feeling like an absolute fish out of water with my first baby um, I just couldn't stick around I just found it really really awkward you know I stayed for the actual group itself where they talk about you know how your babies are going and development and any questions that anyone had but then that was followed by a lunch and literally I couldn't have bolted from the place fast enough and I think it all started with me contemplating staying and then just seeing that everyone already knew each other I don't know how, but everyone was already connected to each other. Um, It was, it felt really clicky straight away. I literally like, there was the looks up and down and I 
doubted my insecurities were out like through the roof. So I doubted myself in every possible way. So I was like, I, I need to get the fuck out of here immediately. And I never went back. Um, a lot of that, like I said, could probably have been me, my mental state and how I looked at the whole situation. But regardless, I thought I might go through some mum friend flags today, particularly red flags. Um, that I've experienced or, you know, noted, I guess, or heard of friends who've had these experiences with other people, because in the journey of trying to make new friends as a mum, I have a few very, very close friends, but I'm not, I don't find it easy to make new friends, definitely don't. And especially since becoming a mum, it's become harder. So here are some red flags that I think exist when it comes to meeting new mum friends. So the first red flag for me, and this is a red flag for any type of friendships, to be honest, um, but that's mums that will gossip about other mums in your presence. Just talk badly about them, judge them, talk negatively about them, whether it's their appearance, um, their mothering, their postnatal journey, any weight gain or not looking great or how their relationships or whatever it is it is for me you know obviously there's you can you can vent about a mutual friend that's one thing but when the topic of conversation just becomes somebody else all the time my radar goes up instantly because I know that when I'm not there surely you've got stuff to say about me and in the context of gathering with mums if I'm going to a mums group or whatever it might be and I'm meeting with a bunch of of mums who who will talk about the one that's not there or who'll you know step aside and make and and discuss someone's appearance or their their parenting or whatever it might be I know straight away that that is exactly there's a chance not I'm not saying everyone talks about me (laughs) no way but there's a chance that it's happening behind my back as well watch your insecurities skyrocket if you are surrounded by people like that Um, again if they're talking about other people that way there's a chance that they're talking about you that way and I feel like whether you're conscious of it or not it's really really unhealthy and the other thing is that the comments that tend to be made if it is about someone's parenting or weight gain or, or health journey or you know even you know, look at her shitty daggy, you know, I don't know, nappy bag, whatever it might be, they're going to sit with you. I guarantee it. you're going to be in a space where you start questioning your own shit, even if what's being said hasn't been said about you. And it become, I don't know, it just to me, it just feels dirty to be talking about other people in that way negatively all the time. Um, if I, if I've been in a situation where I have talked poorly about someone you know the way that they look especially things that they can't control you know if they've made a decision and it's a bad one or if they've been rude to me and I need to vent I think you know I can manage that but if it's if it's literally you know I'm talking about something that they cannot control I start to feel really really dirty about it myself and I feel like my good vibes just fly straight out the window so My advice is when it comes to this red flag, watch your own gossip too because it does feel shit Um, and I prefer to send my good vibes out whether or not the person is present. Um, I think judgment is so toxic no matter what side of the fence you sit on, whether you're listening, whether you're the, you know, the person that's being judged, whether you're the one doing the judging. I think the best thing to do if you happen to be present for those situations is to try to, I don't know, highlight um 
highlight something a little bit more positive or, or maybe give a bit of a flavor of understanding towards that person. So maybe, you know, last time you saw this particular mum, she looked dis- disheveled. We've all been there. I'm telling oh, right now, if you saw me, it's midday. It's after lunch. I'm still in pajamas. My house is a bomb. I am absolutely feral right now. And if I had to step out of the house, I would be the topic of conversation for any mum in my local community. So I know what it's I know what it is to be on that side. If I were to be in a situation where I heard others speaking about another mum that way, let's say, you know, mum comes to a group disheveled, you know, looking really tired, unshowered or whatever, and you might hear someone say something along the lines of, you know, she could have put in a bit of effort, at least she could have brushed her hair or something like that. My way of putting my good vibes out there would be simply to say, you know, we don't really know if she had a shitty morning, like... You should have seen me yesterday. I even throw myself under the bus just to make sure that people are kind of recognizing that that's that's not a nice thing to do. Throw some more good vibes at that person and just let's be understanding as a as a collective. My second, uh, should we call it a red flag? I don't know if it's a red flag, but it's something that I think people do with best intentions, but it's problematic. So it's like a like a you know, maroon flag, let's call it that, um, is brushing off how you feel when you're trying to share that you're struggling with something. So let's say, again, I'm talking about appearance a lot. I think it's because I'm feeling pretty shitty about my appearance lately. I'm not going to lie. As you know, I'm 10 weeks postpartum and I just can't, it's, I'm going to interject here with a little weird thing that's been happening to me. And then I'll get back to my maroon flag. Maroon? Maroon. Anyway, um, if I'm – this is so strange. So I, my body is not doing what it, what it was. You know, I've just had a baby. I know the reasons. I know why. When I'm at home and I look in the same mirrors every day, I can handle it. But when I'm in a place where I'm out of my normal zone – let's say I'm at the shops and I walk past a mirror, something, it's weird. It's like it highlights the things that I'm really struggling with 10 times more. It just happens to be a different mirror. Don't know what's, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, But it just, I'm feeling super gross and uncomfortable. And I know that that's part of my stage, 10 weeks postpartum. I just don't remember it taking this long first time round. I'm older. I have had two babies now, not one. Anyway, so I'm struggling, but back to the back to the maroon flag is people brushing that off. So if I was to say, you know, to a friend, you know, I feel really disgusting. I want to lose some weight or whatever it might be. I know people are trying to be supportive. I know people are trying to make me, you know, feel better about myself. It shouldn't all be about image. I understand, you know, body neutrality. I understand stepping away from constant talking shit about your body. I especially you know, avoid doing that in front of my kids. It's not healthy, but I need a space where I can be honest and go, my reflection is bothering me big time at the moment. And I just, I want to, I want to vent because I'm really struggling with it. So if I were to say, I'm just really struggling with my weight right now. And the response is always, no, 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 you look great. You look good. And kind of just dismiss my concerns in some instances in some situations it might help in a small way for somebody like me I don't want you to say yeah you know I've noticed you have you know you're really struggling to lose weight this time or I can really see your pooch you know in those clothes or whatever it might be I'm not asking for you to you know re-highlight 
my concerns to me. That would break me. Um, But I guess what I'm asking for is, you know, for people to acknowledge that you feel shitty about yourself and support you. So, you know, someone who's willing to listen and not necessarily um, give you a solution, although you might be looking for one and that's great. And sometimes I am and I have actually reached out. There are times I have a, a group chat with my sister and my cousins and there are times where I put in their you know, I need, I need a boost or I need some information about how to, you know, um, lose a bit of weight or, or up my protein or whatever it might be. And I'll, and I'll specifically ask those questions and I'll say, watch me, I need to turn this shit around because I'm not feeling great. And so in those conversations, I'm asking for advice and I'm asking for opinions around what I should do to improve my health, to improve my weight um, because yes, I, I do want to lose a bit of weight. I have put on kilos. I have put on more weight this time around and more weight than I'm comfortable with. I don't want to be dismissed. I don't want people to say to me, no, 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 you look fine. And then move on because it is not conducive to you feeling better about yourself. If you're talking to other mums who are not willing to listen and they don't have to be your best mates but I just feel you know allowing someone the opportunity to vent to speak their mind um, maybe allow them you know the chance to feel like there there is some hope in mind if or in sight sorry if you know if it's something that they want resolved for me it's just getting things off my chest um, maybe someone could offer me a new perspective instead of going no 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 you're doing fine Instead, I would prefer someone to say, you know, even if it's a reminder, even if it's a reminder, I've said before to people, you know, I feel really shitty about my weight and they'll say to me, you know, don't forget you had a baby 10 weeks ago and for some people it can take over a year to to feel to start feeling good about themselves. That gives me perspective and a bit of hope. I'm not silly. I know I had a baby 10 weeks ago, but I do forget how long it can take potentially to start feeling like yourself again. So if it's not a solution that people are after when they're saying, you know, I'm not feeling great about this, sometimes it's just a bit of perspective, a bit of understanding, um, and just uh, or, or maybe just someone some ears to listen to them. But brushing people off to me is like, nah, this is not this is not my type of my type of group. I don't want to be told, yeah, yeah, you look fine anyway. Moving on, because. It just feels ingenuine. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The next flag is something that someone responded to my Insta stories as well when I asked, you know, what were things that they found annoying when it came to making new mum friends? Um, so this flag for me is one-upping. So people who one-up on struggles, also struggle shaming, which I've mentioned in other episodes. So basically you are sharing a situation or you're going through a situation and they always have it worse or there's always something about their story that's a little bit more than, than yours. So whether it's to do with your postpartum journey, again, you know, it could be weight loss, it could be your mental health, it could be any part of your journey really how how much help or how little help you get maybe you feel really really isolated and you have no one to help you you don't have a partner or your partner works all the time um, how your relationship is handling having kids you know maybe you're really struggling at this point in time it could be how many kids you have so a one-upper might say well you think it's hard with two wait till you have three or you think it's hard with one wait till your second one comes um any or any really challenges that specifically relate to your kids so let's say your child needs a bit of additional support in some way um and the the person that you're talking to or the one upper is going to say well oh yeah, no, my, my kid needs that and more. So you imagine how hard it is for me. Um, that one-upping is is so incredibly frustrating. And I, like I, my ears close off when, I, when I'm in those situations. If I'm talking to somebody about, you know, how um, isolated I have felt when I was, especially first time around having my daughter. And I happened to, yes, I was living at my parents' house when I had my daughter. Um, it was during lockdown, so I was in the house with them. The baby's awake. I'm going to do a quick intermission and I'll be back. Okay, here's my quick settling child, which is good. Um, as I was saying uh, before I was rudely interrupted, um, when I had my first daughter, I was living with my parents. COVID hit, lockdown happened. Um, I spent a big chunk of my my year of parental leave at home with my parents. And just because I was at home with mum and dad while, you know, my partner went to work doesn't mean I didn't feel isolated. 
and doesn't mean I didn't struggle in that in that area. And if I share my experience, I am very quick to be reminded often that, well, at least you had your at least you were living with mum and dad. Imagine, you know, in my situation and the one upping starts, you know, I was alone, I was at home, I had two kids and, you know, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And that doesn't help me at all. And if I'm sharing a struggle, in, you know, that's that's not to downplay the reality that it would have been extremely difficult for any parent on their own, completely on their own during lockdown Um it doesn't mean that I can't have struggled. One thing that I truly believe in is that we all have a different pain threshold. And I might talk about this at more length in another episode, but I believe that we all have a different pain threshold and it has to do with our experiences, what we've lived through um, and, and our coping skills. And right then and there, for me personally, my first baby... I felt quite clueless. I'm sure my mental health was struggling big time um, during a period of postpartum as well as a pandemic, which we all lived through. But those two things together for me personally made me struggle. So I felt really isolated from the world, from friends, from people my age who were going through the same things that I was going through, even though I had people around me. My pain threshold or my struggle threshold at the time in that specific area, I will say was quite low because of my circumstances. So it doesn't help to one up the other person. One upping, in my opinion, is just another way to A, make the situation about you. Let's say you're the one upper and I'm the one sharing my story. It's another way to make the situation about you and massively shame me for struggling when you according to your opinion have it worse um and it is it's a way to i guess boost the ego of the one upper maybe it's a bit of a martyr situation as well i'm not sure um but it's just struggle shaming it at its at its best really and it's just a way of saying you know you think you've got a bad look at me and it and it's unfair my next mum red flag is the why are you bothering mums um, or any friendship really that questions why you're bothering to do something that seemingly so challenging um, despite your beliefs so an example that I've I've had personally is why are you bothering to breastfeed um, feeding choices I will put it out there disclaimer they're all individual they all are based entirely on a person's circumstances on what is best for that individual for the mum for the baby for the dynamic for the family let's put it out there I personally breastfeed and I've breastfed both both my children and my daughter for two years and seven months part of that was because I really wanted to breastfeed her for a long time the other half of that period of time was that I couldn't stop and I had to work out the best way to because she was addicted um So I'll just say no matter what path you choose to take or have to take or whatever your circumstances, it is up to you and it should be respected and you're going to have challenges no matter which way. I don't think formula feeding is easier than breastfeeding. I also don't think breastfeeding is easier. I don't think either of them is easier because there are different challenges. I haven't solely formula fed. I have used formula, but I didn't have much success with it. Um, But it is challenging as well because 
in my, you know, what's in my experience, breastfeeding is easy on the go, but there are other challenges that come with it. So I'm not getting into the debate, but what I will say is it's frustrating to be going through the motions of, in my case, breastfeeding and people question why I bother since there are challenges. Initially, I did face some challenges with breastfeeding, nothing major. I think this time around, I've had no issue whatsoever and it's been actually quite easy. Um, but first time around, I did have some challenges. I, I, I had some pain. I didn't know what I was doing. I, you know, there were latching issues, all that kind of stuff. And also the fact that I found it very difficult to have any time apart from my daughter and she never, ever took a bottle, never. Um, so I, we were stuck to each other all the time. And so I never had an opportunity to have a break and in having those conversations with people or sharing some of the struggles, also my hormones, oh my God, through the roof. I have like, I always get massive hot flashes when I'm breastfeeding and it's crazy. Anyway, um, I don't know if that's a health issue. That's one for another day probably, but, um, I think it's just too easy to tell someone in that situation. Well, why do you bother? And it's so dismissive and in my case I felt it was really painful to hear to hear that perspective because it feels like all your struggle and all your effort um, because, you know, based on what you feel is best for your situation, it feels like all of that is a waste and when you tell somebody or when you're, you know, when someone says to a, a mum who's in a postpartum journey who's trying to do her best for her for her baby and for herself and for her family, that what they're doing is a waste of time. It's the biggest slap in the face. So the why, why are you bothering situations really do my head in. The other problem with that, you know, with it being so dismissive about, you know, the person's struggles is that if I then share how I feel about the situation, I'm at risk of potentially criticizing that person's choices. So let's say scenario, Person A chooses to breastfeed, has some struggles, but has chosen to breastfeed because she believes it's what's best for her circumstances, her baby and herself. Person B does not or doesn't have the same belief system or doesn't have the same circumstances. And person B decides to say to person A, why are you bothering to breastfeed if you're struggling so much, despite the fact that person A is having problems with you know, latching or is up through the night, can't share the feeding responsibilities with anyone else, is exhausted and still is, you know, powering through because she believes that it's what's needed in her situation. If person A were to turn around and say, this is what I believe is best, there's a good chance that person B is going to get offended or feel criticized because person A is standing her ground. That's the situation that I've been in. So I have to be very quiet about the fact that I'm choosing to seemingly struggle um, you might think it's a waste of time but I think it's best for my situation so by you dismissing that um, I'm not able to sit here and go but I want to breastfeed my child because I think I need to without feeling like I'm offending you I think it is best to always listen and respect the other person show support don't make it seem like they're wasting their time if they are struggling Try to understand their pain, try to understand their experience and just, again, just be a supportive friend. So if I'm meeting other mums who are having a struggle, especially first time around, I think, you know, in my experience and I think in, in the experience of others, 
what you experience first time around may or may not be kind of mimicked similarly second time around. If you've gotten over the hurdle first time around, it might be a little bit easier second time around, depending on the situation. But I think if it's a first time round situation, you you need to remember where you were at that time. And I'm saying you like you're the you're the red flaggy mum. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a as a fellow mum, if I'm meeting a mum who is struggling in these circumstances, I'm gonna be really conscious of not dismissing the effort that she's putting in. And this, you know, this applies to so many other things. Like I've been questioned um by another mum as to why I haven't brought an iPad out when I'm, you know, out with my kid to dinner. I just, I haven't done that. My my daughter's three and up until this point, I haven't done that. She uses my phone. I'm not going to sit here and pretend we've got no screens. Of course, I'll, in situations where I'm trying to have a conversation or I really need a break, I haven't caught up with a friend in a while and I've exhausted all of the coloring in books and drawing activities and everything else that I possibly can. I'll hand over my phone and she can have a little play with it. And I'm fine with that. That works for me. That works in my situation. And I'm not judging anyone for doing any more or any less screen time than me. But um, it is, in my opinion, in my experience, for my circumstances, it is an effort not to take it out straight away, not to hand her a phone or an iPad straight away. So when people question me, like, why are you bothering not doing that? Like, why wouldn't you just take one out? It again kind of dismisses my belief system around that it dismisses the effort that I'm putting in the to to not do that straight away same with people who might choose to use reusable nappies I had all the plans I had all the plans in the world Um, I have them all stashed in a cupboard I just I intended to it was definitely going to be you know there's no question I was never going to use disposable nappies and I just I, I haven't had it in me to do it consistently every now and then I do um, I haven't yet with my son full disclosure with my daughter I was doing more reusable nappies because we were at home a lot I just it, it is a big effort and it's one that I believe I should be making so there's a lot of guilt around that environmentally of course um, but if I were to be you know to be questioned why would you bother making that effort it is such a huge effort to do something like that is such a huge effort to do something like dedicate yourself to using reusable nappies and you know hats off to mums of the 90s 80s and and before that um but i just yeah all i'm saying is if i was to be using them consistently and then people would be going why would you bother just use disposable nappies i would probably punch someone because the effort that it takes is huge to be told that you're just wasting your time the next flag is the oh how cute rubbish um when it comes to anything in terms of possessions like it might be um your cheap pram your cheap carrier your cute little nappy bag um you have a shitty car oh that's so adorable that i have this is something that has followed me from high school by the way so it's a bit of a like a big red flag of mine in general anytime anyone refers to me as cute um i it bothers me you know it was the popular girls in school who might or you know people from the year above who might try to um, I don't know belittle me by calling me cute and it happened a few times and I was like you're not taking me seriously if I show up with a pram that's not as expensive as yours to a mother's group just 
stay in your lane and worry about your own stuff like you just do you and let others live within their means not everyone has an instagrammable um, mum life not everyone does I certainly don't so the oh cute situation if I were to go to a mum's group and and have anyone comment on how cute or how little or how cheap some one of something of mine is that is the moment I up and leave absolutely because I just find it so offensive and it just rubs me the wrong way the next red flag is expert mums so mums who look at you as a newbie just because you started your mum life after them Um, so, you know, you might be new to having a baby, you might be new to having two babies. Um, you know, the, the, the typical comment, like, well, welcome to my life or welcome to, you know, welcome to having two kids. Now, you know what it's like. It's just, it's annoying. It's, it's this attitude of like, you've been there before. I'm just fresh. You know what you're talking about. So I'm always going to be inferior to you. There's never a sense of equals. Um, even if they're the same age or younger, it's just that they've been there before and it's kind of like this, welcome to welcome to my world. Now you finally understand my struggles, you inexperienced twit. And I just find that so irritating. And again, we should be on the same level, but we're not because, oh, sorry, you've been here before. It puts us in a position that, you know, nothing is new to them. You can't teach them anything. They can only teach you. Um, So it's a very one-sided relationship. And ultimately, you'll never be equals, like I said, in the friendship. Unless you're looking for a mentor, a mum-tor. That's so lame. Um, There are situations that I've actually reached out to friends because I know that they've done this before and I'm struggling. For example, mention my son is in a hip dysplasia um, harness and my best friend went through that before. So I will reach out to her with questions, no doubt. She'll never say to me, oh, welcome to my life, you know, kind of thing. Um, but in general, relationships, friendships need to be equal. It's not a mentor-mentee situation. And the last one, which I've mentioned before, and I'll mention it again, is the just wait. Just wait. You think you've got it bad now. Wait till blah. Wait till, you know, you're kid is a toddler or wait till you've got two or wait till you go back to work or all that kind of shit it is it is irritating and I'm gonna have to cut it there because my little baby boy has woken up and he's wide awake now um I hope you enjoyed this episode on my next episode I'm going to be sharing a bunch of green flags don't worry I'm not just a negative Nancy I'll be sharing uh green flags when it comes to mum friends I'm going to go and attempt to have a shower now before the toddler wakes up. And if I manage to do that, today will be the most miraculous day on earth. And I will celebrate with a glass of wine probably this afternoon. As usual, I'm here to remind you to trust your gut, be kind to your pooch and have a wonderful day. And I'll see you on my next episode. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.